welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. <laughs> okay. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to hide. All right, here we go. Welcome. <laughs> okay. Welcome to a new podcast, Mariano Big Dog's Corner. We have, uh, of course, Dawn Piercy, your host, co-host, Mariano Mendoza. We're bringing you Blake Bulletproof Troop today. He is a professional oh, MMA, M- <laughs> MMA fighter, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. He currently trains at the world-famous Black House MMA gym, and he has competed in both welterweight and as a middleweight, and he captured the Gladiator Challenge. Huh? The belt. Yeah. (laughs) Blake, welcome to um, Big Dog's Corner here on a new podcast. How are you? Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. You know, I got a bunch of big stuff coming up. Like uh, this Sunday, I'm competing at High Rollers BJJ in a submission-only D event. Um, July 20th, I'm fighting again on national TV in the LFA, which is UFC's development league. So I got some big stuff coming up. I got some beef I can talk about. I got all kinds of good stuff to talk about you guys today. I'm excited to be here, though. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. Now, we've got your record, uh, according to Sure Dog, which I know sometimes they're wrong, but seven wins, five losses. On the win, six by TKO, one submission. On the losses, four TKO, one decision. But you have uh, all of your rounds are actually uh, one round fights. And uh, tell us about that. Fill us in and then tell us about your upcoming fight and your rivals. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like you said, uh, seven wins, all first round finishes. Of all the fights that I've won, uh, I've won all of them in the first round. I have 100% finishing rate in my wins. Um, mm-hmm. Usually by some type of violent fashion. Um, that's my that's that's the way I like to fight. You know, I kind of say I drag race. You know, if you can keep up with me, you might if you can make it out of the first round, you might survive the fight. But if it ends in the first round, chances are it's me on top. You beating beating the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. And so, and like you said, five losses, uh, four TKOs, and one decision. Actually, one of them was I got choked unconscious when I fought Moses Marietta for CXF's 185-pound belt. Mm-hmm. I got put in a triangle and went to sleep, and he was elbowing me in the head, but I stopped the fight because I was getting elbowed, but I was actually asleep in the triangle. So, uh, but I mean, I so, Oh, man, I wish I would have told you. They thought they could get you in before. Huh? Oh, I think he had to go in. Um, how old were you when you started get, started martial arts, got into training? Um. I started my freshman year of high school in 2001, so I was probably about 13 or 14 years old, maybe. Um, I wasn't doing it to comp- – it was – and it was like kickboxing. I had a friend who was overweight, mm-hmm. and he asked me if I wanted to um, go do kickboxing and he was trying to lose some weight. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's good. And I really enjoyed it. Hey, wait, Tiger Dog. I really enjoyed it, and, um, and I was good at it. I was actually pretty good at it. And so that's how I started doing it. And then I stepped around for grappling one day and really enjoyed that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's how I originally got into it. Um, and like I said, I was about 13 years old, I'd say. And not that I've been trained straight the entire time over the last 17 years, but I'm going to say at least half that time, nine years, just competitive training. Okay. You know? Okay. 
Now, uh, you were the, the two-time world championship in the purple belt, and then you had the five-time championship in the grappling. Can you tell yeah, us about so that? Yeah, so I won in yeah, 2017 for NAPJJF. Um, I competed in their worlds, and I won the gi and no gi. So once in the gi, once no gi. So that's why I say mm -hmm. two-time world champion. Although it's once gi, once no gi. I just claim two-time. That's, that's the way it's that it's uh, described and then i've also won naga which is north american grapplers association their heavyweight belt five times okay and so uh five time north american um submission wrestling champion heavyweight submission wrestling champion okay and, and um did you start out in jiu-jitsu won a bunch of other stuff i got a bunch of gold medals at home i got a big trophy wall my four-time silver state open champion multiple times jiu-jitsu world league champion you know i've got all kinds of medals and I'm undefeated in fight to win pro jiu-jitsu This is an awesome, awesome uh, professional submission-only jiu-jitsu league. Uh-huh. So this isn't my first submission-only event that I'm doing on Sunday. But something really cool about this event, it's more than just a grappling event, which is mostly what I've been all I've been competing in. This is like a 420-themed event where um, a bunch of celebrities are going to be there, and the winner of each division gets a pound of uh, like high-end exotic weed. You know, so it's that's why it's called high roll. Yeah, you got to be stoned when you compete. Oh, <laughs> Which I got no problem funny. with. I get, I get stoned all, all day, every day. Uh, I'm actually sponsored by a weed edible company okay. and uh, a weed vapor company. Yeah. All right, nice, That's my secret nice. weapon, the Cushy Punch Sativa Edibles. <laughs> what has become your favorite? I'm not even joking either. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your favorite one? The Cushy Punch Sativa. I mean, I eat a quarter of one of those every time before I train. Okay. I, they're, okay. they're the best. How they're, do you they're feel that helps you? Um, I mean, I just get in the zone with training, you know? Just get in the zone. It's good to be in the zone. <laughs> Look at Mariano. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. What what has become your favorite style over the years? I know you well, my style of fighting. Yeah. I enjoy doing stand up and ground. In terms of competition, I, I mean, I'm definitely that's that's my roots is is grappling. Despite starting with kickboxing for weight loss. Um, my strength is grappling. I'm my accolades are all in grappling, not all in grappling. I said MMA, but for the most, that's definitely where my strong point is. Um, I enjoy stand up as well, though. But I consider my style of fighting. I call it Big Brother Jiu Jitsu. I do the type of shit your Big Brother probably did to you. I hold you down. I wrap your arm <laughs> around your neck. I'll be popping up neon belly, dropping weight on you, like a cross facing, grinding my elbow in their face, stuffing their face to the mat, like Big Brother Jiu Jitsu. I can now tap. I'll tap like kind of high level guys with like something called a chest choke. I'll tell you about those before we got on the show. Uh -huh. But where what I'm doing is I'm trying to put enough pressure well placed on their chest that they're not able to expand their, their chest to breathe. It's called the chest choke. Okay. Um, I found out about this when a guy named Josh Barnett tapped a guy named Dean Lister. Dean Lister hadn't been tapped in competition in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. And he got tapped by this chest choke. And I was like, what the? hell was that and so he he just made a video explaining it the next day because so many people are like dude what was that and um the way i am with things i'm gonna try and pick up the, the concept of the principle so i learned what he was doing and now i've made my own setups and moves to use the same principle to finish subs chest jokes i got like four or five of them now right. just because i learned i learned the principle of what i'm trying to do now i just need to figure out how to 
Because what I'm doing is, I'm, like I said, I'm trying to prevent the, the rib cage from being able to expand so that they can't get fresh air in their lungs. You know, and then it's just figuring out different ways to do that. I just picked up the concept and I, instead of just like, here's the move. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, if I learn why the move works, now I can do all kinds of other stuff on top of that where I can come up with my own variations and stuff because I'm just figuring out why it works. If it works in that case, it should work in these other cases too, you know? So I just have a bunch of setups for these chest chokes. And it's, the thing about the chest choke too, it's not like a blood choke where you're going to go unconscious. I mean, you'll probably eventually go out if you can't get oxygen. But what happens is it's like when you breathe all your air out and your body's panicking to breathe, uh-huh. you're not quite going to go out. But you don't realize you're in that position until you run out of oxygen and you try and breathe. Because you're sitting there like, oh, I can deal with it. I can deal with it. And then you start to try and breathe and now you can't breathe. And you just don't realize that until you're in that position of, oh, my God, I need air right now. And you get people to panic. You know, I'm like, I, I, I got some slick moves, <laughs> some slick chest jokes that, that are nice, that, and you can see the panic in their eyes on a, on some of them. Because you'll see them sit there and be able to hold it out. And I know that's what you're going to do. I know for four or five seconds you can deal with the pressure on your chest. What you're not realizing is I'm not trying to squeeze. I'm not trying to get you to tap and squeeze. I'm just trying to prevent you from being, being able to breathe. You know, and it, right. it works very well. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'd hate to be the one paying. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's called a gift wrap tube. You wrap their arm around their head. Oh, man, it's a terrible place to be. It's no fun. Man. Oh, it's I no wanna, fun. I want to go back. Uh, first off, tell us how and, and what got you into professional fighting. Well, um, like I said, I started training um, relatively young doing um, doing some of that stuff. Then I went to boarding school for a while. I was a little bit of a troublemaker as a kid. Trained in traditional martial arts. I kind of learned about martial arts, that aspect of it. Because like I said, when I first started training, it was more for like weight loss and like technique and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I came back and really got into jiu-jitsu with the gi and stuff. I did the gi for like two months maybe. Hated the gi because I was always a no-gi guy. And then um, when I graduated high school, my friends, really good friends, sisters, brother-in-law or some, owned a fight shop. And so I got in with the fight shop and then became more and more involved in the sport. Mm-hmm. Worked there for a few years and I'd always wanted to fight. Became very network- networked up in the fight community because I'd been in it for so long. Since 2006, I've been in the fight community, you know, so I know a ton of people in the because I worked at the fight shop. And at the time, there didn't used to be a ton of places you could buy high-end equipment and stuff. Now you can buy it at a bunch of places. Right. You know, and the internet just didn't have it like it, like it does now. Either. So everyone came to the fight shop. So I met just tons of people in the sport. I made friends everywhere. I know all the, the brands, all the everythings, you know. And then I sit around. Oh, I watch fighting all day. So I know a ton about fighting, too, you know. Um, right. But so I, I've always been around that. And um, I wanted to fight. And then I went back to college. And my, I had to deal with my parents. They said... They didn't want me to fight while I was in college because they didn't want me to get distracted and stuff. But as soon as I was done with college, that they'd support me fighting. So I, I held up my end of the deal, graduated from college. I graduated in June, took my first fight in July, my second fight in August, my third fight in September, my fourth wow. fight in October, my fifth fight in, November, in December. Like I just fought six times in six months. It was, you know, but I, you know, and that's, and so then I've just, and just now, so I started fighting in 2014. Uh-huh. So like three and a half years ago, or maybe almost four years ago about. Um, you know, and I just now feel like I'm catching my stride. I don't have any amateur fights. I just went right into fighting tough guys. Mm-hmm. My second fight was at the Aloha Stadium in front of thousands of people. Okay. At 170 pounds, just another crazy story. <laughs> so how can our viewers, how can they purchase uh, tickets to watch your fight Sunday? 
So um, Sunday, uh, I believe you got to go to um, the website for HighRollersBJJ.com. Okay. I know their Instagram's at HighRollersBJJ, all one word. And there's going to be a link on that page to, uh, to buy tickets. I believe they're 20 bucks. It's in downtown LA this Sunday from 4 to 10 p.m. Okay. I'm competing in the Purple Belt Division, which I believe is around 6. But uh, I'm not, not 100% sure. And who are you fighting? And then for my fight, <laughs> it's a, it's, I don't know who I'm fighting. It's a, it's a tournament. There's a 16-man bracket of purple belts. Okay. And so um, it's submission only. So I'm not to win. You got four fights. You know, you, I, don't, I don't know who I'm competing against. There's no weight division. There's no weight class either. It's just absolute purple. It goes blue, purple, brown, black. So it's five divisions, five winners, five pounds of weed. Okay. There was someone that I, I think you had a fight coming up with or something. Um. Um, yes well i've been trying to get this guy james kansas yes, so this yes. Is, I'll, I'll start this story from the start so me and james used to be teammates i used to train down at the compound in oceanside his coach slash managers is like a big brother to me we've been training together for 15 years okay. his name's sean laughlin so anyway so we used to train together down there We're, uh, oh while, sean while <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I did tell you I beat him up when I was there too. Uh, but so anyway, so that was like I left I got the compound. To tell you later on. Two, so I left the compound about two and a half years ago and moved up to Black House um, for a handful of reasons. But so I came up and then in like I was still in the group chats and stuff from all the guys at the gym. And James would kind of get a little bit mouthy in there, but never like too mouthy, but a little mouthy. Uh-huh. But I mean, I'm, I kind of like start to like talk with people too. I'm an instigator. I won't. I'm not completely innocent. I'm a fucking instigator. I'll, I'll own that too. <laughs> but so um, I know he hates Trump, and um, so he posted one like a little whiny millennial, whiny, well, whiny millennial post, like social security's bad and the real estate and the economy and where, where, where. And so I, I posted on there. So he's saying we need to make America great again because I knew I knew he wouldn't like it. <laughs> You know, and he, she got super mouthy. He's like, motherfucker, about your opinion. I was like, you better check yourself, motherfucker, because we can line that shit up. You got a good record. I'll fight you in the cage. Like, it was good. And so, like, that was like six months ago. And so we start going at it back and forth. Like I said, like six months ago. And we've been going at it since. Like, every, like, few weeks, we, we go back at each other's throats. I'm 20% of the – I'm one out of five posts on his page. Every five posts, was, there's one of me. That's how much yeah, we've been going at it. And I know, now I've seen that. Finally, it's funny. So finally, funny. the fight materialized with LFA. LFA's like, yo, we want to set this fight up. And uh, so he gets offered the fight like fucking almost two weeks ago. I'm like okay. waiting. And, and so he was at the Ultimate Fighter tryout. Supposedly he was like pretty far in the process and stuff. But now I know for a fact that he's not on the show. And I haven't gotten confirmation. He says he's fighting me, but he's been saying all kinds of shit. I'm waiting for confirmation from the LFA. You know, but... We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping it happens. You know, he's 7-2. So, all right, let me get a little rundown about James. So, 7-2, he used to fight heavyweight. Now he's coming out of 205, uh, which I'm going to make him regret. But so, um, James is the champion of an organization called Cali Cage Wars. Okay. I don't know about this organization, so I'm not going to bad off Cali Cage Wars, per se. But the venue that they compete at, it is literally, and I'm not exaggerating, in a fucking backyard. Look up Explode Fight Series. You guys are... <laughs> This is at the same place Explode was. So I used to compare it a lot to Explode. I thought it was just today's name for Explode, but supposedly it's not. I don't know. And I got to have any Joe Phoebus or Cage Wars. or I've heard they have good matchups and stuff, but bro, it's hard to look legit in the fucking backyard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. He's the king of the chicken coop. And what's ironic as fuck is the king of the chicken coop's a duck. 
ducking. Fuck, clucking and ducking. That's what I say his fighting style is. Cluck and duck run foo. This fool did so much clucking over the last six months, and now he's just ducking. I think so. I put that post in your bio page. So uh, anybody that's watching this live, head over to the bio page on the newpodcast.com on Big Dog's Corner. And, and, and Blake's bio page is the original post. You can check that out. So <laughs> that is too funny. Mariano, do you have any questions for Blake? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Blake. Um, I just wanted to give Blake a shout out. Um, he actually did me a favor. It was a uh, it was an event called Autism Walks in Pasadena, okay. and he was teaching. He actually uh, gave a seminar, and I was impressed because he really did a good job. I have an autistic daughter, um, and autistic there isn't too many autistic kids that know martial arts. And you just right. did a great job, brother. And uh, I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, Thank you. Awesome. I really appreciate that. You know, I had a, I had a blast doing that. And I really enjoy giving back, you know, mixed our martial arts has changed my life. And it's something that if I can share with people, every chance I get, I can do it. So anytime there's anything like that, I am more than happy to, to do something like that for any type of event, especially kids, man. Like that's the future. Like, I'm going to invest in anything kids, you know, like adults, we're setting our ways, man. It's hard to tell us something, but kids, they're very moldable. And like, you know, not enough people, are taught to like believe in themselves, do it, try it, you know, like go out there. And that's something that, you know, as adults, it's hard to change adults. Adults are setting their ways with kids, you know, not enough people are told to believe in themselves and stuff like that. And so martial arts is really what helped me do that. So by, by being able to share that gift with, with kids and stuff, it, I mean, I, it, it means so much to me. You know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity you gave me to go there and do that, Mariano. And like I said, also, anything in the future. Yeah, I, you, you said you trained with, uh, what's his name, over at the gym in San Diego. What's, what is his name again? Sean Lawford. Um, I used to train with Sean. I, I don't train with Sean anymore, but yeah. I refereed a fight. I used to work with Todd Meacham, TFA. I yeah, don't know if you yeah. remember Todd Meacham. Yeah, I know Todd. I used to date his daughter. Yep. Oh, really? I, I, I used to help him matchmake. I helped him with a lot of stuff. I, I go way back when the UFC tried to suit Todd for the octagon. Anyways, yeah, I remember when he switched. I remember when he cut off the wall. I remember. <laughs> I actually helped set up the cage at the at the Long Beach Pyramid one. I know I know Todd very well. Yeah, so I, I we go back and then uh, he had a fight. He sent the guy to the emergency. Uh, that, that that I refereed that fight actually, and uh, this is when you didn't have all, all, all the uh, requirements to be yeah. a ref. But I refereed that fight at the casino in Santa Mar. The oh. oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I, I don't know. You guys worked out together. But um, I'm definitely gonna try to help you out, bro, and get some sponsorship, man. Because I I see you're in it, brother. You're 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 fighting, and you're one of those guys like back in the days that you got you'll you, you'll take any fight at last minute notice, and that's hard to do. Right. Well, that's like why I'm seven to five. Because people are like, oh, seven to five. The record's not. Well, dude, I took my uh, first loss. I was one and zero. I fought a guy who was seven and two. Went to decision with him. You know, my fourth fight, I was injured. Took the fight on 10-day notice. Bought Khalil Rounds, wow. the Anderson Silva protege. I got knocked down the first round, but I stepped the fuck up. Injured, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take But that's partly my problem, too. You know, uh, then my next loss, I, um, the guy I was supposed to fight, John Hackman Jr., Chuck Liddell's coach, coach's son, pulls out of the fight like a little bitch. Um, supposedly, <laughs> he's got injured, but I, I doubt that was the case. Um, and then I called a guy who's like 9-2, and two. And I, I, he, he ends up finishing me in the third round. I was arguing with the ref after the ref stopped the fight. But, you know, I'll, I'll take tough fights. I want tough fights, you know. Like I'm, and I'm, I'm down, you know. And that's why I'll give guys like James Sand such a hard time. 
it's because I'm, I'll step up, you know, like I'm not just sitting here talking about it, you know, like I'll step up and take tough fights. Look at my track record. That's why my record's what it's at. I think if I took any of those fights again, I'd win all those fights. I don't think any of those guys will fight me again. Once you land in a cage with me, even if you won, you probably don't want to get back in that motherfucker with me. You know, because I come to fight. I'm not there to compete and outscore you. I'm there to fuck people up. You know, I'm there to get violent. My style of fighting is violence. You know, and like I said, I either finish in the first round or I try really hard and then I lose in the next two or go to decision. And I'm a tough dude, so I'm hard to put away, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a fighter, man. I don't come out here to compete. I fight people. I come to fight and hurt people. And I'm willing, to, I'm willing to go to sleep or die in there to get mine. And I'm willing to kill somebody in there to get mine too. You know, so it's, people got to keep that shit in mind when they sign fights against people like me. I can understand why guys like James Cannon want to duck me. I've been ducked by another guy, signed a contract to fight me, and then his coaches pulled and said I was too tough, too, too quote unquote big of a test for the kid. Got an Edmund Shabazz, you know, the Glendale Fight Club. I have a question for you. It's yeah. probably going to make you laugh. Did you ever think about being anything else? I want to eventually do professional wrestling. Okay. Maybe a little stand-up comedy. People tell me I should do that all the time. But I'm eventually do professional wrestling. You know, that's bulletproof troop. The, the persona is definitely going to be built in fighting and then probably transfer over to professional wrestling eventually. Okay. Um, you know, I really, mainly because, well, I've really enjoyed the whole showmanship. I like to talk and all that. But I think that the, the majority of the crowd in wrestling, what is it? It's kids. Kids that I could go motivate and encourage to live their dreams, chase their dreams, and they can be whatever they want, you know? Right. So that's, that's, a, that's absolutely a part of it, too, you know? I just got to stop cussing so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thank you for choosing the career you did because, you know, obviously you're good at it. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoy watching my fights. I try and put on a show, you know. Right. I don't want to go there and just point people out and, and grind out decisions. I want to go in and decisively put people away, you know. And, like, I go in and I try and hurt people. I've knocked a guy out before. I knew he was knocked out after the knees. Like, Followed up with more shots. Like, I'm getting my highlight footage. I'm there to hurt people. I want people to watch my fights. Like, fuck, I don't want to fight that guy. If he knocks you out, he's going to fucking keep hitting you. Yeah, fuck yeah, I am. I'm there to hurt people. I'm there to get violent. You know? And I'm going to assume that you do that shit to me, too, in front of my mom. Or if I got a girl at the time, my girlfriend's probably there. You're about to beat me up in front of my mom. Uh -uh. You know what? It's a, way to, it's a way to get your aggression out without getting in trouble because you're doing it professionally. There Absolutely, yeah, and I love to fight people, you know. I found out I was good at fighting by fighting people. <laughs> but there's no stress relief like punching people and choking people, you know. <laughs> Did you ever go between like street fighting and professional fighting or back and forth? I haven't gotten in any street fights since I've been a professional fighter, but okay. I mean, I've uh, right. yeah, I don't think I've gotten in any street fights. I really try not to. I mean, you know, I've got a couple rules for street fighting. Um, one of them is. Um, if I think you're going to touch me or somebody that I'm with, I'm not going to wait. Like if somebody comes at me and I think you're going to try and hit me, I'll get off on you first. I'll touch. You. If you get within touch, if I think you're going to come at me and touch me, I'll touch you first. So if I think you're going to hurt me or somebody that I'm with, which mm -hmm. I mean, that one's probably pretty standard. Then my next one is if I got, if I feel like a situation, I'm going to go home and have trouble looking at myself in the mirrors and I brush my teeth then there's a good chance I'll hit them. Like if somebody comes up and be talking all kinds of reckless, I'm not the kind of guy to be like, Oh, okay. Okay. Like I go home and be like, motherfucker, how you can let someone talk to you like you're a bitch. You know, and like, right. I got to look myself in the eyes when I brush my teeth, but that's why I take tough fights. That's why, that's why I'm the type of person because I believe I'm a stand-up person. 
you know? Uh-huh. I think there's too many of these cowards out here and stuff. I actually have a theory on why there's so many pussies in the world today. I think all the real soldiers and like boss motherfuckers, not all of them, but the majority of them, go to war and end up dying in wars and stuff like that. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, mm-hmm. things like that. They end up with just a bunch of pussies over here that don't want to fucking... That just aren't stand-up people. Like, people that are dodging drafts, dodging fights, you know? Right. Shit like that, you know? Given I wasn't in the military, I have a ton of respect for the military, <laughs> but if we went to war and, I, and it was coming down to defending this country, believe my ass would be there, you know? Believe that. Most people don't want to stand up for their shit, though, especially fighting. Right. I don't know. I'm stoned. I don't remember what we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hoot. Oh my gosh. That is too funny. I know that Mariano's popped said, in and out. I sometimes. I just start talking and it just, there's not a filter on me. It just, if I think it, it comes out of my mouth. I don't know if you watch my Instagram story. If you guys don't watch my Instagram story, go that check that shit funny. out. At Bulletproof Troop. There's plenty of roasting, corny jokes, funny videos, plenty of shit talking to it's a good time. <laughs> That's too funny. And if you guys want to see all my roasting of James Cannon, on my Instagram page, there's a bunch of little circles right above all the pictures. Click the one that's duck hunting season. That's the highlight reel, all the roast of James Cannon. That's what I'm calling this, duck hunting season. Quack, quack, Cannon. Cluck and duck master. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. That is too funny. Where can we... Okay, for our viewers, you can actually go to a newpodcast.com slash big dogs corner and or mariano big dog actually just go to a new podcast.com on mariano big dogs corner blake troop the interview will be there after this i'll upload it but you can check out his fights some of his videos and his posts i've got links to all his social media for everybody that wants to follow you and keep up with your fights that you've got going on especially this one upcoming sunday you know the the tournaments um where can they follow you at? At Bulletproof Troop on Instagram. Um, you can go to my website. It's BlakeTroop.com. You want to buy some gear. Like some of this. I got hats. I got all kinds of cool stuff. I don't have the girls clothes up yet. Um, my Facebook, I believe it's Facebook.com slash BigTroop22. Um, I have an athlete page or a personal page. You can add me on there. Follow my athlete page. Whatever. Um, I don't really use Twitter, but uh, at BigTroop22 on Twitter. I never use Twitter, though. Instagram is the place you want to be following. If you want to stay up to date... On everything Bulletproof okay. Troop, at Bulletproof Troop on Instagram. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, I know uh, Mariano's on the movie set today, and that's why he's uh, in and out, popping in and out, because he, he can't have the camera on while he's doing that. So, well, I wanted to thank the time for being a guest on Big Dog's Corner and um, filling us in with everything that you've got going on. And I want to wish you lots and lots and lots of luck. Are you going for um, I, when when you fight at the tournament? I know what was it you said there was like how many opponents? Sixteen. So it's sixteen man bracket. So then you know you go through the first, and then it's eight, then it's down to four, and then it's down to two, and then it's you know that's a championship match. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. Now, yeah. um, I didn't get to ask you, okay, the Gladiator Challenge. Tell us about that. Because you captured um, the The Gladiator Challenge is a, a smaller organization um, in the fight community. LFA, my current organization, is a handful. I mean, that's a lot of steps up. Um, you know, nothing against Gladiator Challenge. It's just a smaller show. You know, okay. um, prestigious show. Now I'm fighting on national TV. So, you know, building my way up through the, through the organizations up 
I'm talking about the big show, baby, you know, which is where I'm supposed to be, Adam. Right. I'm destined for greatness. I can feel it. It's so close. I can taste it. Well, that's good. Well, I just wanted to wish you the best of luck. And um, thank you for being a new guest. And I will get um, the, the interview up on the platform. And uh, it'll be downloadable so you can Perfect. put it on wherever, wherever you want. All that good stuff. Perfect. And I got a little a motto that I'm, I've been using lately. I'm using it all through this fight. I have an entire theme for this fight. It's called Make Fighting Great Again. And I was doing red, white, and troop, but my my coach is rage. Now it's rage, white, and troop. Okay. You know, make make the fighting great again. Bring the violence back to fighting. <laughs> oh, that's a good way yep, to look that's, at it. Si- violence and savagery. That's what that's what fighting needs again. Not people trying to grind out unanimous decisions. On huh? want people in there finishing fights. That's what I'm talking about. That's my duty. And I'm I'm a lead by example. I want the fight community coming with me. We got to purge this this pussy ass behavior from our sport. This is a man's sport. You know, this shit shouldn't be flying. And a woman's sport too. But, oh, well, not. It's, I'm talking metaphorically. Meta- okay. Absolutely, the girls get down in fighting. Girls almost scrap more than the dudes in fighting. I would say the girls can, arguably can be more scrappy than the, some of the guys now. That's because the girls come in because girls got something to prove. The girls are still fighting because they got something to prove, and that's what people need to bring back to fighting. Not grinding things out or fighting not to lose, but fighting to put people away. You know, make fighting great again. That's I might even keep running with this for my entire career because that's my goal. I'm not a big fan of Trump. I think he's all right. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for Hillary either. I voted for Gary Johnson. I, I think the two-party system is bullshit. But that's a whole other whole other. <laughs> that's a whole but, other show. You know, make not, fighting great again. Seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do that whole talking seven minutes. <laughs> Okay, no kitty. Sorry, my yeah, cat was in front. The world. Oh, hello. Yeah. I'm here at the park with Tiger Dog. Tiger Dog is running around. <laughs> okay. He's almost taken me out like twice. Okay. Hey, sit. Uh, do you have any other uh, fights lined up or anything going on behind the scenes that you can fill us in on? Um, but yeah, I got some behind the scenes. I got a documentary that's being filmed on me right now. Uh, the trailer for it is on my Instagram page. Just Thursday, I'll probably post it again. Okay. Just give it a throwback okay. Thursday and repost it. But it's uh, on my athlete page, though, on Facebook. It's the very top video. So if you go to my athlete page on Facebook, which I know I'm sharing this link on there, it's the very top video is um, is my documentary. Okay. Which you know I, I highly recommend okay. checking out. It's only a minute clip, you know, but uh, it's a it's a little teaser and it'll it'll give you goosebumps, you know. Okay. Coming up in the world, you have taken over, hostile takeover. <laughs> well, um, I guess what I'll do is uh, get this up there, and uh, I don't, I don't think Mariano's coming back on. Um, but you know. <laughs> so. Why wow, I had fun. It was a good time. Do you ever want to bring me back? I'd love to come back and talk right. more. Maybe after this, before my fight, you know, I got about six or seven weeks till my fight, so maybe okay. work something out between now and then. Sounds it's good. a pleasure to talk to you, Don. You too. Mariano, I know you might not be here, but you'll probably watch the video. I'll see you later, big dog. I appreciate being a guest on your show, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. This has been a new podcast. Thank you, love. <laughs>